You're listening to DraftKings Network. Just as long as we keep it as current scone as possible. <laughs> Is it current scone? Like maybe the worst joke I've ever. It's not even a joke. It's just like a thing that is current in. Scones. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had one? A scone? Yes, I've had a scone. <laughs> no, a current scone. No, I haven't had a current one. Pretty good. Had a past one though. A pat. <laughs> Welcome to Oddball. We're still in L.A. I'm Amino Hassan. That is Charlotte Wilder. We're in the theater room here. Yeah. Are we allowed to say where we are, or is this an undisclosed location? We can. We can. Okay. Okay, where are we? Hyperobject. Hyperobject Industries. Industries. There you go. This is Adam McKay's think tank. This is where the magic, the magic happens. Literally, I saw a poster with magic on it for winning time out here. Yeah, you walk through the halls, and it's... There are a lot of things that I've watched, and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. What would I put on my walls? It would be like an oddball, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and like my diploma. You still have your diploma? Somewhere. I have no idea where mine is. Well, I feel like we should be watching film or like breaking down film in the film room, but we're not. We're not. Because this is oddball. Yeah. We zig when they zag, baby. Just imagine what's happening back there. It's amazing. Oh, my God. But, Charlotte, here's the thing. This is an NBA show, right? Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think we've done nearly enough NBA content, right? Because every NBA show has to have a segment about LeBron James and how amazing he is. Yeah. Get those numbers up, right? Yeah. So here's an interesting thing, though, because mm-hmm. you've got LeBron, mm-hmm. who's starting his 21st season. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, you have... Victor Wembanyama is perhaps the most heralded number one overall pick since LeBron. And he's 19 years old, so he's literally younger than LeBron's NBA career. And both of these guys are going to be playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Victor's not going to be as great as he once be, will be one day. Mm-hmm. LeBron isn't as great as he once was. But yet they're still going to be really, 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 really good players. Right. right. At least we hope so, right? First and foremost, how does that strike you? Like that, that dichotomy of not like, oh, yeah, he's old and he's young. Like, no. I've literally been playing this game longer than you've been alive, son. I think it strikes me as evidence of LeBron's... Obviously, he's a great player. Obviously, he is an unbelievable physical specimen, an alien, sort of like Wembenyama, except Wembenyama is a skinny alien. A different type of alien, but alien nonetheless. And so I think that for LeBron at this point, it's, it's almost like, what is he proving? Or what is he... He's sort of proving that he can still do it. And he wants to play with at, his son. At the highest level. At the highest level. Right. And he can. Because he's not just hanging on here. No, no, he's no. He's legitimately one of the like 20 best players in the game. Right. Like we said, I think a few, I don't know, in the multiverse, at some point you were like, it's not, if the Lakers make it far, mm-hmm. no one's going to be like, oh, well, it was because of Anthony Davis. Right. It'll be because of LeBron. I think I said that next week. You said that next week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but I, so to me, it's like you have this guy, Wembenyama, who is the, the our, our best chance at having what a LeBron is. Right. Like there was Jordan and then there's LeBron. And it's like, could it be this young French kid? But I think what you're talking about is where they meet in the middle. Right. Are th- is this going to be like incredible bat? Like, are they going to play perfectly against each other because they could be closer to each other's levels than 
they would have been if Wembenyama had come in like 10 years ago? So here's the weird part, right? So Jordan and LeBron never crossed paths. Right. Jordan's last year in the league was 2001, 2000, 2002, 2003. LeBron was drafted in June of 2003, and then 03-04 is when his career starts. So we never got the overlap there. Although, theoretically, I mean, if Jordan could stay healthy and could stay motivated, he could have, they could have crossed paths, right? right? But we don't have that situation here. We ha when we don't have a situation where it's an old, broken-down LeBron, kind of toothless and haggard. Where it's, like, just sad. Yeah. It, this it's not is, sad yet. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's not even close to being sad. Right. Like I said, he's still one of the best players. So I, I had, within the, that context, I had this conversation with some friends of mine the other day, and they were like, Victor Wembanyama is going to be the best player ever, right? What's it going to take for Victor Wembanyama to be the best player ever? I said, well, let me put it this way. LeBron, 21 years playing, he's scored more points than anybody. He's going to be in the top 10 in rebounds and assists and a bunch of statistical categories. He's won four titles. He's been to the finals nine times in a row. He had to do all of that for people to merely accept that he can be in the conversation with Michael Jordan. Right. What the hell does Victor Wembanyama got to do? Uh, more than that? I don't know how you could do more than that. What's different than that, right? Because like, like we said, oh, you got to go 6-0 and in the finals. Well, LeBron made the finals in 07 and lost. It's so like, oh, 6-0 is out the, out the door. So what can you do that's not that? Well, I'll just be to the finals more times than Michael ever did. Right. Uh, I'll go to the finals at an incredibly high percentage for my career, and I will break every statistical record. And do it on teams that should not necessarily be there if he weren't on them. And do it with three different teams, yeah. right? Like he's won three finals MVPs on three different, no one's ever done that before. Right. So it's like, I can't do what Michael did, so I gotta do it differently. And this is the different he did. The problem is the different he did was check every goddamn box there is. Mm -hmm. So what is the difference that Victor Wembanyama can do? Can he go 6-0 in the finals? I don't know if he can do that. I guess that's the, that's the one that's in play for him right now. Yeah. I, yes. Also, though, I think it becomes so much more a conversation about how we measure greatness, how we talk about these guys and have to choose who's better than whom. And right. I think it's this ideal of, like, wouldn't it be great to have someone who is— who, At this point, the only way Wembanyama could be better than either Jordan or LeBron would be— to do so much more than they did would be to win eight finals in a row, right. would be to go to 13 finals in a row, would be to win MVP on five different teams. And these measurements that we use start to, it, it start to, the whole argument sort of starts to bottom out. Because it's like, well, this is what sports media is built on. Who is greater than right. whom? And how can you measure that? And it's almost like Wembenyama could be the test where it's like, how, well, the system broke. Like, we don't know. Right. The, the interesting thing for me is LeBron and Michael both debuted at a time where you could be individually great and your team could stink and everyone could recognize, oh, that guy's, that guy's a great player. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like because of the culture we're in, if Victor Omanyama has a good year, and they go 23 and 59. Yeah. How many people are going to be like, oh, so garbage, you know. How good can he be? They only won 23 games. Is he going to be afforded the grace that other players, even like current players, you think about Giannis as a rookie. Yeah. Like, will he be afforded that grace of being able to not be spectacular, either individually yeah. or on a team level, 
to start his career and can we hold out long enough for him to grow into that no i don't think i don't think he'll be afforded any of that grace i think the way he can he'll be able to earn it back later if he's then great Uh, and everybody who said he wasn't in the first season of his career will be like no i always believed it you know it's like you have to i think the way that the media ecosystem has evolved around him Mm -hmm. is going to play a huge part in that and it's going to be on him to be like okay, I can't let this, you know, the blinders that people talk about. Well, I mean, that's going to be really hard in a major media market like San Antonio, especially with that team, the way they really love the media and open their doors to everything. (laughs) With Pop being like, you know what? You should talk to them. The Today Show. Let's have them over. Yeah, Savannah. Oh, is it not Savannah anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We are introducing elements that have come from outside of the timeline into the timeline. Yeah. Whoops. Anyone that was else? a joke I made off camera. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, Ankle monitors, perhaps. <sighs> <laughs> the other side of that spectrum, LeBron James. Yes. When is a drop-off going to happen? Is a drop-off going to It's going to happen. It has I don't to know. It, you know. But it looks so far right now. It looks so far. It also... People are so unimpressed by great people once they've been great for so long. So it feels it feels it feels a little bit like they're both playing a losing game right now. Mm-hmm. When Minyama has come in with the highest expectations anybody has had since LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron has proved that he has surpassed. in su- surpassed those expectations, and yet people are here being like, "LeBron's eating on the bench." Like <laughs> what you know? And so it's like, can either of them re- like they they? Ha- they have so much in common right now because they're almost both tasked with these impossible tasks, which is to be, to, to do, there's no way they can win. How can they win the, the conversation right now? Welcome to sports media, right? By the way, what uh, Charlotte's referencing is Michael Cooper, former Laker, yeah. was critical of LeBron because LeBron during the preseason game had himself a little snack on the bench. And what was he, what was the snack? Is that eight? He's munching away. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's hiding behind AD. I got oh, it. Oh, 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 okay. No, man, it, it's a, it, like he's—he's he's not even like it's not even like that's. But not, you're telling me that one of the greatest players of all time hasn't earned the right to eat with a utensil me, on the bench during a preseason game. Let me show you right now, like this. Just I want you to pay great attention to him while he's eating. That's not the snacking face. No. Oh snack. no, that's a full meal. That's someone who's eating a meal. Is that's he wearing a Red Sox hat. Uh, I think he's a part owner, so that makes sense. Yeah, he is. How do you feel about that? Nah, he got to get take that inside. Man. I thought he was just like hey, eating <laughs> like some crackers or something like yeah, something yeah. something that's designed to eat on the he go. He had soup. If you had, if you had to eat it with a utensil, J.R. JR Smith called him up and he was like, "Hey man, bring some soup on the bench." <laughs> some tortilla. <laughs> yeah, tortilla soup. <laughs> tortilla soup. Oh man, you can't be out here with utensils. That's that's the rule. If you need a utensil to eat it, you need to go in the back. You should not be on the bench. Yeah. Well, so Wembenyama, that's his first hurdle this season. Can he not be- eat on the bench with <laughs> utensils? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
bold or spicy? It's a game, Charlotte. It's a game. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. It's a Marco. <laughs> that was a bold or spicy entrance. It was, mm -hmm. right? And so this is the game where I believe we're given statements and then we have to rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 of spiciness or boldness. Yeah, how hot are the takes? Blah, 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 blah. You get it. Sure. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Charlotte, you ready? Yeah. Both the Lakers and the Clippers will be in the play-in tournament. Seven? Seven! It's either a three or a seven to me. A three? Yeah, here's why. Okay. Here's why. Because either they both do well, as they are supposed to. Yeah. Our friends at DraftKings Network have actually, they both have pretty good odds even to like win the championship of, all the, yeah. of all the teams. Um, so you would think then they probably both won't be in the play-in tournament right. because they will both have records good enough. But I could also see that, so that's like, oh, well, that's a hot take. I could also see everything going wrong for both of them and they crawl back mm. into the play-in tournament. Also, LeBron has famously said he doesn't... Well, he said it in 2017. Yeah. But he said he didn't care about the regular season. Sure. So it's either a three or a seven. That, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What it's, would you give it? I, I think it's pretty spicy. Okay. Like, like, for both of them, that's... To be in the play-in tournament? Yeah, I think that's a lot. For either, not so much. It's, okay. It's one of those things in, uh, in probability, talk about and versus or, right? Well, that's what we're not sure about, whether this that's is bold, bold and, and spicy. spicy. Bold or spicy. Anyway, okay, you ready for yours? I'm ready. The Kings will raise a banner before the Clippers do. Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give that a seven and a half. Okay. Um, for the simple fact that the Kings, despite their rousing success last year, they're still a young team. Mm -hmm. and they're still a young team with limited playoff Experience, you know, the last year was their first time for the franchise in about 16 years or so. Um, so, for them, they've got a bunch of guys who've never been to the rodeo before. They just had their first rodeo trip, and it's like you're trying to figure out how to ride this bull that is the playoffs, right? Yeah. The Clippers, you've got three guys, really, when you talk about Russ, Paul George, and Quiet Leonard, who are, like, insanely, insanely experienced, and, of course, Kawhi Leonard has won finals MVP twice. So it's like, those guys have been there before. For them, it's just been like, hey, can we stay healthy? Can we stay healthy? Right. So I think the odds of the Kings making that leap before the Clippers do, I feel like, is, is long. Okay. We'll see. Uh, light, light the beam, as they say. Light it. Uh, Charlotte, the yes. Clippers will have zero all-star selections this season. Zero. Like a 15 Oh, wow. You think I, think that's, super spicy. I think that's super spicy. I think at least one of those guys, Russ, yeah. Paul George, Kawhi, I don't know. Maybe a 10, maybe not a 15, because if they're hurt. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Like, it always, that, it's like, well, talking about the Clippers gets so boring, because you're like, if they, healthy, if they stay healthy, if they're healthy, hurt, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Austin Reeves is currently the Lakers' third best player. Four. Okay. Um, he's being positioned like that, for sure. He's being marketed. He's like being that. marketed like that. But I mean, even basketball-wise, they give him latitudes and freedoms that other guys on the roster don't do, yeah. don't get. Yeah. And some people are going to say, "Wait a second, what about D'Angelo Russell? What about um, Rui Hachimura? What about you know?" There's there's other names. Gabe Vincent, who just got acquired. Uh, you've got Christian Wood. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of names there, but. Regardless of what their talent level is, I don't think they have the types of freedoms that Austin Reeves does. So that's why I think 
he is their third best player. Okay. Or it's not a spicy take, I should say. Okay, okay, okay. I get All it. right. Last one for you, yep. Charlotte. Anthony Davis, mm -hmm. he of the unibrow, mm -hmm. will win MVP. Mm. <laughs> mm -mm. No, no, no. That, I can't. That's a ghost pepper. Oh, man. Sorry. You gotta bet it. Gotta bet the pepper. Sorry. Yeah, that's a very spicy take. He didn't rank in the top 12 last season. Uh, I think that's a big leap to go from not even, not top 10, not top 12 to best player. Plus, you play with LeBron. It's like You play with LeBron and you're and you're up against Jokic and you're up against Embiid but and you're even, against even if those guys didn't exist. You're still with LeBron. You still play with LeBron yeah. and there's always going to be a valid feeling that really LeBron who's the best player on this team, who's making all this stuff happen. You're great, but like would you be this great if LeBron weren't here? Would your team be in a position to win? So it's like he's always going like if we're like MVP typically goes to a player who plays on one of the best teams in the league. Right. If the Lakers have one of the best records, how many people are going to say, oh, clearly that was because Anthony Davis was great, as opposed to LeBron. LeBron, so. LeBron James. I mean, yes. last bold and or maybe spicy okay. for you, the Clippers are run better than the Lakers. That is a tough one. Hold on. Is that spicy? Is it mild? Is uh, it... Well, first of all, I got to make sure that Steve Ballmer's not listening on that Xbox 360. That yeah, Pablo listen, has in the Steve is everywhere. He, yeah. I've got my Zoom. No. <laughs> I'm going to give it a six and a half. Six okay. and a half, seven. And here's why. I think the Lakers don't get enough credit mm -hmm. for their scouting department. They do an excellent job, and this has been happening for years. You go back, guys like Josh Hart and uh, Kyle Kuzma and, and you know, for even further back and then obviously um, Alex Caruso. Oh, right? And I even the aforementioned Austin Reeves, right? Yeah. Like these are all guys that weren't exactly like household names when they were in college. The Lakers found them, they picked them, they developed them, they turned them into really, really outstanding NBA players. Yeah. And I, they continuously do this. I don't think the Clippers have as much of a track record. If you think about all the best players for the Clippers, all the good players for the Clippers, these all pretty much have been acquisitions after they started their career. Forget about Paul George and Kawhi. Think right. about even a guy like Ivica Zubac. Like, he was playing for the Lakers and playing well for the Lakers, and then they went and got him. It's not like they drafted him over there from, from Europe, which the Lakers did. So I think that, particularly in a salary cap sport where... You don't have a whole lot of money to be just buying the brand names. Yeah. The ability to find diamonds in the rough is like a really big deal in the NBA. And for that reason, I would say the Lakers are actually really well run despite kind of some of the more fantastic things that happen in the news, right? Right. Do you yeah, think that seven, do you think seven. that a homegrown team in general is gonna have more depth? No. No, not a homegrown team, but you, or, or a, you have to have the ability to go out and find those guys, right? right? If you think of all the teams that were champions over the recent years, mm -hmm. they had stars, and stars are unquestionably, thing, but you also have to have values, right? Value players. For the Nuggets, for example, Christian Brown. Yeah. What he did for them was, you know, it, it was huge for them, that they needed that and that was a value guy for yeah. them. Uh, Bruce Brown, who I know it wasn't a selection for them. They signed him. He'd been a free agent. He, I mean, he'd been playing for several teams. 
But Bruce Brown didn't come at like a $15 million price tag. Like you, you went out and got Bruce Brown and when the price was low. And so that's how you capitalize this. Even the Heat, obviously, it's been, they've sung songs about it and wrote ballads or whatever. Right? So much of that roster were just guys that they found mm-hmm. in the muck and they polished off. Like, oh, this is actually a diamond. And so I think if you go through the history of the, like the, the NBA champs, you'll find that these teams were really good at finding value players, not guys that were once headliners and now yeah. they kind of, uh, oh, I've, I've fallen off a little, but I'm still capable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is Lakers it? it is. Another rousing rendition of bold and or spicy. You know, for preseason, I don't know if you know this, the league does not create the preseason schedule. I did not know that. Each team is responsible for making its so, own preseason schedule unless you're part of an international trip. So, like, Dallas going to go play in Abu Dhabi against right. the Timberwolves. The league set that one. But the other stuff, like, the, you know, for instance, the Nuggets and the Clippers. Are they, they just calling each other? Being like, do you want to come over? Can can the Nuggets the Clippers yeah. are like, hey, uh, is are the Nuggets there? And they're like, can they come out and who's, play? Who's speaking? Is the clip? Can they, yeah. Can they come out and play? Yeah, pretty much. So the home team pays the road team. The road team comes in for the cash. They play. The home team collects the gate and concessions and all that stuff, right? But so the purposes of this week, the Clippers basically paid the Nuggets to have a week in L.A. Okay. And so that's why they're here. Although, when they played the other night, Jokic didn't play, Murray didn't play, Porter didn't play. Peyton Watson played. He's an L.A. native, and that was nice. But uh, not exactly the star-studded affair that we wanted it to be. How do you feel, though, in the regular season, Mm -hmm. when the league does make the schedule, how do you feel about teams that are spending, like, a week? Uh, This happened last year, I remember a bunch of times in Miami Mm -hmm. where they're playing like the Toronto Raptors on Thursday and then Saturday, also in Miami, they're playing the Toronto Raptors. I understand from a travel perspective and that it makes sense for teams, especially if it's like, a. I I don't mind if it's a city where it's like, okay, they're in New York, they're going to play Knicks, then they're going to play the Nets. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't love it from a fan perspective and also just from like, an intrigue perspective. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch a team, say there's a matchup and it's really lopsided and then it's like, well, fun, going to happen again in three days. That's less interesting mm-hmm. to me. But with an 82-game schedule, I don't fully know how you avoid it, but I, I would prefer it not be that way. So it's like the baseball doubleheader. Right? Yeah, where, does, where you're like... Does, does this game even matter if I'm going to come back and play another one right after it? Slash the opposite. If I win the first one, do I really care about the second one? Like, no. Um, Cancels out. Just from, kidding. They care. <laughs> if I'm someone who's like, oh, I love Nikola Jokic, right? Oh, he's my favorite player. Ooh, but I'm out of town this week. Oh, okay. I'll catch him when they come back in March. Well, like, no, they're playing twice in the same week. So if you don't catch him in these, yeah, these two I, days, you're done. I also think that's sort of silly just from an evolution of the season perspective. Like, teams change a lot from the beginning of the season to the second half of the season, I would like to see them play with that with that space between because I think that tells you a lot about what has happened to both of them mm-hmm. throughout the course of the season. So if you get them both over, and I mean, also like some teams, the makeup changes completely. 
Um, Some teams have to trade their yeah. guy for an untouchable Terrence Mann. One thousand percent. I'm just pulling off the top of my head. Does the league have an interest in back-to-backs? Like, is it better in some way? It's all about making the schedule have the least amount of travel and the least mm-hmm. amount of like real back-to-backs where you're playing today and then you're playing again tomorrow. So Clippers Nuggets, do you think in the second preseason game of the week, any of the Nuggets stars are going to play? This is like, you know, do you play Patrick Mahomes in the last preseason game? Like, no, you don't Probably care. not. This is just to get whatever guy who's looking to make a roster or impress someone somewhere else or be retained on the G League affiliate or something like that. That this this their showtime now. Do you think the Clippers start? Like do you think Kawhi and Paul George are gonna play? I there's no chance that the Kawhi plays, right? right? Paul George, maybe, but probably not. Like why? Why would they play? Yeah. Rhythm? They haven't played in a while, you know? Yeah. Like I, I it's different for the Nuggets because they had a really long season last right. year. So and you it's got, been six months for the Clippers. Yeah. I mean and also even before that, they, it's not like they were playing like a well-oiled machine. They, right. It's a lot of time. So maybe to get some stuff in there, maybe to work some stuff out. You know, they only played 17, 18 minutes, I want to say, uh, earlier this week. So I think we should be good. We'll see at least one. All right. Maybe. And if not, you'll hear about it Los Friday. Angeles, the city of stars. I like when she gives herself the kind of like, the fuck are you talking <laughs> about look? It comes out and I'm like... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.